Hey everyone, this is Joe Christian with the Reworks Podcast, bringing you around the world in five. Okay, here we go. Jerusalem, Israel. UN under fire. Following several accusations by the Israeli government, a document was obtained today detailing alleged allegations against as many as a dozen United Nations employees who are said to have participated in the October 7th Hamas attacks on Israel. The allegations claim seven stormed Israeli territory, including two who actually participated in the kidnapping of Israeli civilians. The allegations against the staffers have provoked Western countries to freeze the funds that were allocated to assist the Palestinian refugees in Gaza, as the staffers were part of a UN agency for Palestinian refugees. The UN immediately responded by firing nine of the 12 accused workers and publicly condemning the atrocities as abhorrent, alleged acts by staffers. These allegations follow years of tensions between Israel and the UNRWA, the Palestinian arm of the United Nations that employs nearly 13,000 people. The Israeli document, as obtained by the Associated Press, showed that at least 190 workers of the UNRWA were Hamas or Islamic Jihad activists but did not provide any concrete evidence. It did, however, name the 12 people directly accused of aiding in the October invasion, described their roles in the attack, and was accompanied by job descriptions and photos. Israel further claims Hamas uses the agency's facilities to store weapons and launch attacks. The group of nations who have ceased their funding make up about 60% of the agency's financial resources. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Row, row, no you don't. Perhaps you ought to screen. Harvard continues its string of superb and exemplary conduct by dodging discussions it finds may further damage its already sinking reputation. Derek Penzler, the co-chair of Harvard's Presidential Task Force on Combating Anti-Semitism, had been scheduled to take part in a Sunday morning panel entitled, What is Anti-Semitism? Definitions and Debates, at the Center for Jewish History, when he suddenly decided that ghosting would be the better way to go. No 24-hour notice, no courtesy phone call, no card on file. Not even enough chutzpah to decline in person. Instead, when the panel commenced and the program began, the moderator stood and recited a statement from Mr. Penzler, which read as follows. I am mindful of my role as co-chair of the Harvard Task Force on Combating Antisemitism, and since at the symposium I would invariably be asked to speak about the goings-on at Harvard, and since the task force is only now just being put together and its plan of action is being formed, it would not be appropriate for me to make public comments at this time. Harvard teaches run-on sentences. Penzler's appointment to the task force was already under severe criticism and scrutiny, as not only did Penzler endorse what is now known as the original apartheid letter, calling the Jewish state a regime of apartheid, and going on to say that the Israeli government aimed to ethnically cleanse all territories under Israeli rule of their Palestinian population, but was also instrumental in bolstering support for former Harvard president Claudine Gay when she was pressured to step down following her congressional testimony in December regarding anti-Semitism on campus. It seems Harvard is quite the class act. Appointing Penzler as co-chair of Harvard's anti-Semitism task force is the equivalent of appointing Hillary Clinton to head up Trump's security detail. Is she still around, by the way? Notable hedge fund billionaire and Harvard grad Bill Ackman immediately took to Twitter upon Penzler's appointment, saying Harvard was continuing down its path to darkness, while Larry Summers, a former president of Harvard, said on Sunday that he's lost confidence in the determination and ability of the Harvard Corporation and Harvard leadership to maintain Harvard as a place where Jews and Israelis can flourish. Moscow, Russia. Silencio Bruno. Today, the Moscow Times reported that, quote, the EU announced sanctions against the Kremlin-aligned Safe Internet League and its leader, Yekaterina Mizulina, 
for silencing Russian anti-war content creators and reinforcing government censorship. The European Council today approved additional restrictive measures in view of the continuing deterioration of the human rights situation in Russia, the Council of the EU said in a statement. The Council reported that Mizzalina, who is in charge of initiating official complaints to Russian law enforcement agencies against internet content creators, has been forcing Russian bloggers and artists to either delete anti-government sentiment or to create content in favor of the government and its policies. Two Russian judges and a prosecutor were also sanctioned for targeting critics of the Kremlin, such as Vladimir Karamurza, who is serving a 25-year sentence for, quote, treason and fake news about the war in Ukraine. These three supposed pillars of justice are accused of biased decisions in politically motivated cases, which are based on false allegations. That's it for today. This is Joe Christian with the RootWorks Podcast. You've gone around the world in five. Don't go to sleep. Watch, watchmen, watch. We'll talk to you later.